Welcome to Ghostly. Today, uh, I know that we said we were going to be off in January, but guess what? We lied. And uh, we have a predictions episode <laughs> with our favorite, Jacob Mayfield. Hi. Yay. And you're my favorite, too. Oh, I'm so excited. I mean, we could here. not go into the new year without a New Year's prediction episode. <sighs> It's it's one of my favorite things. I, whenever I'm getting ready for like the start of the new year, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go see Ghostly. I'm gonna do some year ahead reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very much like part of my my year now. Yeah, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, glad to have you, and glad to have you in Ghostly Studios. Um, I did think it was tacky. I had to go through the gift shop. Yeah, yeah. It was a hard sell. It was I a mean, hard sell. Yeah. Well, Especially since most of the stuff was yours. I was that just we going to say, <laughs> say, Ghostly Studio is pretty much decorated with things we've gotten from you. Yeah, exactly. We have an on-air sign. We have your poster. But then over there, we have your... Um, your flag yeah. that you made and us your and your pinata. Oh. Your, uh, what do we, the cootie catcher yes. that we did? Listen, Ghostly Studio, <laughs> last time I was here, it looked nice. I don't yeah. want people to think that this was a ragamuffins <laughs> production, but I wish people could see it now. It is very nice. Yeah, we're stepping it up. It's. It's looking good in here, and I, it is. You know, yeah. yeah, this is no dining room podcast. No, well, this is it, <laughs> it, pretty good. I mean, it was, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited for this year for two reasons. Okay. Okay. So number one is that we're gonna take a little bit of a different twist mm. towards the predictions. We're going to be talking about using tarot to manifest. Ooh. We're going a little active yeah yeah with our predictions this year so that's going to be cool and we're going to get to that but the other thing that i'm super excited about is that jacob wrote a book yeah a whole book a whole book on tarot yeah and so uh we definitely want to talk about it I would love to tell tell you about it. I always get so nervous. So Rebecca has a very strong English background. I was like, oh God, please don't read the book. You will find all the semicolons that weren't supposed to be there. Here's the thing. As I told Pat when I first met him, hmm? I will always notice the mistakes, but I won't say anything. That's a class act. No, she sends back my text with red lines <laughs> on it and stuff. And... <laughs> I just note it. And yeah. then we move on. And you should okay. see all the ghostly scripts. It's all it, it's canceled all out. Just, it looks like yeah, blood. It's, it's just us. all it red marks. And then I ignore everything. So I've yeah. been there. Well, you know, I mean, it's yeah. And I and here's the thing: a real editor would not find me all that useful. So I I just know some punctuation. Well, also, I mean, you do do readings for um, memoriam development. You read. Um, oh, that's true. You know, all of, well, you didn't read all 400, but you read no. a portion of the 400 plays that were submitted for Nightshade. Yes. There were um, 400 plays submitted? Over 400. Over 400. This is already a tangential episode. I'm sorry if this is your first <laughs> time listening. So, first of all, if you're new, what is Memoriam Development? Like, it's, what it's, is that? it's a theater company that we belong to, that me and Rebecca belong to, and we perform with. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do improv with them. We've oh. done sketch shows. Uh, they also do a lot of podcasts. Um, yeah. Now, Ghostly is not a memoriam podcast, but only because it just doesn't fit in the you know definition of what yeah. memoriam is. But what we're talking about is a show that memoriam's been doing now, and I've been in, and Pat yeah. has um, helped with stuff. I was in. Stuff. I yeah, was you in. were. You were in. That's true. Inish. Inish. Oh. Um, called yeah. Nightshade. Oh. It's ten horror one acts. It's fantastic. Uh, it uh, it's great, and and I was in. I think the fir- was it the first one or the second one? I don't remember, yeah. but it was great. Um, and uh, we've been doing it for a long time, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be in February mm. this year because we all realize that we're all busy during the spooky season. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and so, and, and much, love is a nightmare, and so love is a nightmare. That that's is the theme, that's the theme. theme but this year, also, you know, I want to say that those four hundred came yeah. from all over around the world. Yeah, like, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people submitted them in, and they just read them. I yeah. had no part of it because okay. you don't want a South Sider reading your scripts and stuff beforehand. It's like it so. feels a little formal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so where's the sausage? Huh? Yeah, where's the sausage king? <laughs> yeah. Deep cut for for long time listeners. Yeah. Yes, there you go. So, so, anyway, so if you're in the yeah. the Elgin area, it's going to be at Side Street Studio Arts in Elgin, Illinois, the first two weeks, two weekends in February. Nice coming up. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm not in it. I just yeah. helped 
you know, select the plays. She's um, producing it. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, One of the producers. Okay. There you go. That's yeah. what we'll call it. Well, okay. So, sidetrack. Sorry. Yeah. But if yes. you're in the Chicago area, street, we hope you that you. Side Street Studio? Arts? Oh, sidetrack. Sorry. Sidetracked at side street. We're getting sidetracked with side street. A lot of sides. A lot of sides. It's like a D&D game. (laughs) But so before we get into our manifestation, I did want to ask a few questions about the book because it's super interesting. I like I haven't read a book like this about tarot before. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Like I I always just I buy the deck Mm -hmm. and then you, you know, you get the thing. I think I bought one book once, but like, again, it didn't really like pull me in to read it. Yeah. Right. Where this did. It's funny you say that. So when I was writing the book originally, I was talking to my husband and he's, I said, have you ever like read a tarot book? He said, I've read two and I hated both of them. (laughs) And that was kind of the fuel behind the project was what's something I can create that people won't that won't hate that people won't hate <laughs> yeah. and I, to be clear too there are so many tarot books that i love yeah, and i go back to i mean i have probably over a hundred tarot books like wow. a really wow. substantial mm-hmm. amount but i think when you're first starting finding something that is that just right fit mm-hmm. can be kind of tricky so yeah so what what level would you say people should be at if they're going to read this book anyone with 20 dollars usd no i'm kidding <laughs> um, i would say it's definitely designed for a beginner yeah. yeah but i'll admit i do read a lot of beginner books yeah and because oftentimes the people i'm reading for and i do usually around 12 to 1300 readings a year like a what? really substantial quantity. Wow. um i don't feel as special anymore now. you are special don't <laughs> everyone pat's very special how many how many yes. podcasts do you do predictions for only two or three. Oh, okay oh then i feel much better then. but you are by far the most accurate of those oh, okay, two to three. Okay. <laughs> um, but what i was really looking for was something that'd be beginner friendly but even for an experienced reader i'm working with so many people who have no experience with tarot sure sometimes a beginner concept of this is this mm-hmm. it's like wow that i love how succinct that was yep i like the metaphor that author used i like the kind of anecdote they provided mm-hmm. um because sure. i really feel like a big part of my job is meeting people where they're at and communicating really effectively so to do that i'm always looking for ideas yeah it makes sense yeah i mean i definitely felt like the book was written at a like it was I don't mean to say like it was dumbed down because it's not that, but, but it was an easy read and approachable yeah. like, and it doesn't take it for granted. It's not super long. Like you can skip around if you're mm-hmm. like, oh no, I know this part. You know, you yeah. could just skip it and go to something else. So um, I mean, I, all right, I was going to ask you to tell us about your book. So yeah. maybe give us like a little, you know, kind we, of brief overview. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So I was really looking, like you said, to make a comprehensive guide. And even when I was like thinking about the writing style, I did want it to be like accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, I love really esoteric, heady tarot books, but that can be so intimidating if you have a whole bunch of cards spread out on your dining room table, you got a book open in one hand. You just want to do a quick reading. You yeah. just want to like kind of get yeah. going. Get and, your hands dirty. Yeah, you want to like yeah. get a taste of it. And I do think that you don't have to be an experienced reader to have a great experience and have an accurate experience. Sure. So I think it's something that's accessible to anyone. Some of the things I wanted to really cover, though, is I did want to give like even just a brief tarot history. Tarot history has really been um, the accuracy of it has ebbed and flowed a lot. Definitely. Um, I we, remember I, we talked about it in your tar- the tarot card. Didn't we do a tarot episode? Yes. I think, once? Um, yeah. Where I'll never forget watching. It was like a Miss Cleo infomercial where she talked about the history of tarot. <laughs> and it was not great i mean it was great in a very 90s nostalgia way um but i wanted something that gave you just the basics that you could probably read in like five ten minutes um and i also wanted to really bring a lot of um emphasis into intuitive skills sure so i spent two chapters talking about one about the relationship between tarot and intuition but another one just on developing your intuition oh that's interesting yeah Mm -hmm. and i based it off work i've done with clients and also a workbook i had briefly where i wanted it to all be things that are accessible yeah um if you've ever gone to like a psychic development workshop or an intuit or even read a book on intuition development sometimes the exercises are if you're not used to it they're a little out there a little hokey they're a little hokey a little weird and I was like, what are just things that are very approachable, very kind of hands-on that people sure. have success with? So that was also really important. Um, I also wanted to just include a lot of things like tips, advice. One, of, I think the first chapter is just frequently asked questions, 
what are the questions people ask me all the time? I love that you put that in the beginning of the book because, yeah, that's how you should start. You know, it's like, this is what people have asked me so that you can get something from it. And then Mm -hmm. let me take you through it. I like the definitions. I think that's super helpful. Yeah. Yeah, It's good. It was just a really fun odyssey if you will no. i was gonna say you got my heart when the first <laughs> part of it is like i am really i really like <laughs> the odyssey and mm-hmm. this is based on like because it's yeah. like oh tarot odyssey got it it and that's always something that so the odyssey and also the iliad always really sorry yeah sorry me. homer's the odyssey is what yes. i'm talking about yeah. and not homer simpson <laughs> oh you beat me to the joke <laughs> <laughs> um but so much of tarot is about your life journey. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is. It yeah. is an odyssey. Yeah. So if anything, I was just shocked no one had ever used it as a tarot book yeah. title before. I was like, wow. Um, well, so, yeah. well, now they have. Well, now they have. And they so, will yeah, never do it go. again. So. Take that. There you, you know, go. People of the world. Well, and I want to <laughs> just to follow up a little bit with the intuition piece that yeah. you just mentioned, because I thought it was interesting because you talk about the importance of intuition and then you're like by the way if you don't have intuition (laughs) here's some ways to develop it do you really think everybody can develop their intuition or do some people have it more than others it's just like musical ability so if you are a professional musician or a music teacher and you're listening you know that anyone can be musical wait what about like tone deaf people though that is super rare Okay. So like I my degree is in music to find someone who's truly tone deaf that is like a fraction of a percentage. Sure. Most people act in a way that's tone deaf because they're very self-conscious oh. or they don't feel comfortable or they don't have the skills. So even something like playing the piano, anyone can learn to play the piano. Now is everyone going to be like a classical <laughs> pianist like you know yeah. virtuoso? No, but can anyone like learn that instrument and have like a pleasant and fulfilling experience? Hundred percent, and that's what intuition's like. Are there mm. some people similar to like playing mm-hmm. an instrument? Are there some people you can just sit down at it, and they'll just make it happen? Right. Yeah, of course. But is it something where if you really want to do it and just work on it in little steps, you sure. can a hundred percent. And really, our intuition is just our gut instinct. Mm-hmm. It's that. I mean, some people will call it a sixth sense, but it's really just kind of listening to that inner voice. Mm-hmm. And something that I think is also really important. I was talking to a client about this uh, yesterday. Is recognizing that inner voice and if it is your intuition and not necessarily um, abundant optimism or anxiety. Yeah, oh, that's what it is for me. Gotcha. Yeah, well, and, and that's very yeah. easy, especially when you're reading for yourself. A question I get all the time is, do you get readings? Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. I'll flip a card and I'll be like, well, let me flip like a couple more <laughs> just to <laughs> check. Let me just pick uh, 12 clarifying cards. Sure. <laughs> and bringing that outside perspective, it's it's so helpful. Mm-hmm. And there, I do have a chapter in the book just about like how to find a reputable reader too. And that is helpful. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know where I stand on that. Oh, it's, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I want it to be for entertainment value i want people to get that out of it and and, you know if you get something out of it for your life Mm -hmm. that's great you know but um i always am concerned with people just trying to take people's money for completely and i think that with the internet it's a little harder i think in general like we were talking about paranormal conferences and Mm -hmm. events yeah when you can see someone meet them see their prices fully listed sure I would say you're more likely to run into someone who's maybe not the best quality reader than okay. someone who's like uh, an elaborate con artist. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. Um, but it is nice to have those steps because a lot of people and a lot of my clients are virtual. And definitely my relationship with that has changed over time, kind of from being in the lockdown and kind of mm-hmm. that time just at home. But I love that I can work with people in California. Yeah. Or I actually did yeah. a reading with a woman in England like two weeks ago she oh, had just fun. moved Aww. um and it was so nice and she's like oh it, it, we were talking about just like kind of what's the value of a reading she's like it's just nice to see your face yeah because it because we had met in the chicagoland area okay. oh that's awesome and she was just like, so oh, reminds her of home yeah and it was yeah. and that's really pleasant yeah absolutely. i like that absolutely um but i think intuition if you take simple exercises work on it in small steps you can definitely achieve it it's just like practicing an instrument or even like exercising. You can do a really heavy workout once a week. And to be clear, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician. I'm not an exercise <laughs> but expert. But you play one on TV. But, and I don't, well, I used to. But, you know, ideally you do a little bit of that every day. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually had a music teacher who'd always say, Jacob, you, you don't brush your teeth for the week 
once. Right. You you do it twice a day, <laughs> every day. So damn I think, it, that makes too much sense, right? And I'm like, oh, oh no, no. Um, I got to practice twice a day. But and actually, I mean, <laughs> twice a day practice is so good too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it's something anyone can develop. Yeah, great question. All right, well, and then uh, just a couple more. Mm-hmm. Um, so you talk um, in a you spend an entire chapter. I was not ready for this mm-hmm. um, about creating your space. Yes. And I thought that was super interesting because in my mind, like, okay, what are we spending a whole chapter yeah. on with this? Um, but you do it by um, using the five senses. Yes. And I had not thought of it that way before. So so why is this important to yeah. cover all the senses? It was not my idea. I want to <laughs> start by claiming that. It was my... So when I was doing copies of the book, when my husband read it, he's like, what if you organized it by the senses? And I'm wow. like, that is brilliant. Wow. Blow in my mind. Um, it, it totally blew my mind because, you know, each of our senses really connects us to our environment in unique ways. And it really kind of influences how we perceive and interpret things, whether that's a mystical setting or even like when you go to a restaurant, how often are you paying for, are you paying for the sizzle or the steak? Right? Yeah. It depends on the restaurant. Depends I on the restaurant. Yeah. Um, because there's some dives that I've gone to that have oh. the best food, but but still, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Because I mean, I used to do that when you know when I was pagan, I used to have my altar room and oh yeah, yeah, I used to have it all set up ready to go. I mean, I think from a very kind of skeptical scientific side, when we create a space where we're engaging in our senses, it just kind of pops our mind into that place. Yeah, I know? mean, I could definitely agree with that. It's you know what it is. It's it's symbolic for you then? 100%. And then, yeah, that triggers something. Then. Yeah. And I think on a very mystical side, it really can help us tap into things. So even sight. Yeah. If I'm reading, I need to be able to see the cards. True. That's yeah. very... That sounds really obvious. It's basic, it, you know, but it yeah. sounds obvious. Yeah. But Pat likes it dark. I do. Oh, yeah. He I love like it will dark. turn on like a one red light in the corner. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> that's my perfect night. <laughs> um, but even things like so with sight, making sure the environment around me feels good, looks good, that I can see the cards. With sound, I know a lot of readers will um, work with music on. I really like it to be quiet. Mm. Um, something when I do events is yeah. one of the things in my very like svelte performance contract is just don't have me next to a speaker mm-hmm. because mm. I'm not going to be able to give you. Wait, a you could put that in your contracts. Yeah. Jeez, I should have put that in. No. <laughs> right, but well, because and because I'd done events where I was really like next to like a DJ speaker. Yeah. And, and then they can't hear you I'm and like you can't like screaming yeah. at people for three hours. Yeah. That's not a great experience. No. And I don't feel like I'm doing my best. Again, even if we're taking this just for entertainment value that's not very entertaining then you're, 100%. you're being disrupted so and, you know. and especially kind of even like spiritual elements something i think a lot about is smell for me yeah. smell is really important when i'm at home i burn a lot of incense what's your favorite oh probably knock champa oh okay oh, yeah. okay um and even like when i'm going out to events i'll have florida water with me which has a oh, yeah. very specific scent oh. i'll use um spiritual oils and that will okay. help me kind of click into that r- not only kind of tell me like, all right, it's time to leave kind of the mundane elements of my life behind mm-hmm. the fact that I need to get gas on the way home and mm-hmm. I need to get, return that email. And it helps me click into this idea of I. it's time for me to really tap into something more spiritual. And whether that is just reading cards casually at a company event, we're trying to keep things mm-hmm. upbeat and do fast readings or doing an hour long session with someone. I really want to be really present for them. Mm-hmm. I want to be really mindful yeah. and I want to make sure they're getting the best experience possible. That would be hard for me so, to maintain, you know, that yeah. that awareness for an hour. Mm-hmm. That'd be hard for me. With um, my work yeah. um, in education, it's a big thing that we talk about for studying, hmm. like studying for your ACT yeah. or or a test or just doing your your homework is have a space that mm. is designated. And so that is where you go every time you do that mm-hmm. work yeah. so that your brain, when you yeah. sit there, your brain is like, oh, this is work time. Right. So like, even if I always tell them, if you're sitting at your kitchen table, sit at a different chair yeah. than you eat at. Oh, because again, yeah. you like all those things, like yeah. you're the smell and like all of that. It, that's why I always got hungry when I was studying. Because I, yeah. All I can think about <laughs> though, snack attack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all I can think about though with all of these senses is, uh, was it not last year that we drank 
the Greek, Greek coffee. coffee. It wasn't last yes. year. It was. It, it was, was in the middle. It was, it was for Skeptics May. Day. It was May. We did that it. late Skeptics Day. Yeah. So, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a way to taste. Such a specific. <laughs> well, and I mean, and especially any kind of tassiography, that's a huge part of the experience. Yeah. Is like especially with like tea, like let's think about if you haven't listened to the greek coffee episode if you're just like doing tea leaf reading mm-hmm. you still like you're touching the cup yeah the cup is warm you're drinking it you're smelling it it's a very engaging experience it is. not always the most practical to offer because i don't want to be <laughs> in the food and beverage industry <laughs> um but even with tarot it can feel kind of mundane because it's like oh you know it's a pack of cards it's like the uno deck and the mm-hmm. you know the old cabin but even just like touching the cards, it it really does kind of tap into that yeah. very special, very intuitive side of you. And certain Definitely. cards too would make you feel mm-hmm. more that. But yeah. I I also I forgot. I want to congratulate you for winning that <laughs> um, competition against Spiros. Thank you. The very bad trophy sp- is on there. my mantle. Nice. <laughs> Good. Good. All right, I have one more for you. Okay, and uh, so you were talking actually just how many? How, you have over a hundred mm-hmm. books. Um, so I know you have a lengthy, big background in tarot, right? You give, you know, over a thousand readings a year. Mm -hmm. You have all these books, but I'm curious, what did you learn in writing this book? A lot, which I don't want to say I wasn't expecting, but I learned a lot of things I wasn't expecting to learn. Okay. Mm. Um, so obviously like writing a book on any topic, it's going to deepen your understanding just through the research and the writing process. Mm -hmm. The crafting through it. The hardest part of writing the book for me was the card interpretations. Oh. And because I felt like all the other chapters were like an essay. Sure. Where with each card, you know, when I do like a one-on-one tarot coaching, which I'd offer coachings and lessons, I will spend an hour with a with a coaching student on maybe one or two cards. Well, and I, I was like, how do I get this into like a, a very <laughs> short page? Sure. I used to meditate on like a card each day. Oh, yeah. That's when I first, you know, learned tarot is I, yeah, I would focus on one card each day and what it meant to me. Yeah. And then I'd look up what it meant. And it's like, is it similar? I was going to say, how accurate was it? Sometimes very accurate, sometimes super not accurate. Sometimes I was like way off. That's a lot of people who do that because that's something I've talked to clients about Often they're very accurate with. Yeah. The other thing too is when you're learning tarot, it can feel very overwhelming because there are 78 cards. Yeah. But I always tell people if you do a card a day, yeah, you you will you'll do it. That's what a third. Of, that's not even a third of the year. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. very approachable. You just have to take it. You know, how do you eat an elephant? A bite at the a bite of the time. Go. Right. There you um, go. So there was definitely just a lot of learning that happened. Um, also, it really made me reflect on my perspectives on tarot because when I'm working with someone one-on-one, I'm able to really make sure that I'm I'm meeting them right right where they're sure, at. Sure. And I wanted to create a resource where I felt like people could come in at, at like different perspectives and still gain something of of value. From. I like that. Well, no, yeah. that makes sense because I was thinking about that like regularly. Like when you're reading a card for somebody, mm-hmm. you're connecting what it means to that person, but for the book you have to write something that's not, there's no yes. person. You're not connecting it to that, you know what oh, I mean? Like who you're reading. You 100%. Have to it, as I learned. Yeah, unless you're psychic and know who's reading the book. But then I had to write all these different books. <laughs> yeah. It was too stressful. Um, the, the, you brought up something that, it, it clicked something so interesting in my mind, which is when I was going through, I did a lot to make it, to really kind of satiate that. So one thing I talk about is in tarot, there are different figures who are gendered. But when I went through and did all the essays, Mm -hmm. I always made sure to use gender neutral because I'll see people come up. I'll see people who identify as male, female, non-binary as like the emperor, which is a very like traditional masculine archetype. But I remember going through and specifically making it neutral just because I want people to be, be able to connect and not have any barriers in that really deep connection. I never even thought about how, you know, it's just, yeah. Well, I mean, we've all watched the Twin Flames documentary by now, I'm (laughs) sure. So there's a masculine energy and there's a... No. There's a dominant (laughs) masculine and a dominant feminine. And and there's a a, a domino pizza. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. And something that I didn't get too much into the book, but I do think a lot about is mysticism from later 1800s to now there's Mm -hmm. a lot of exploration of binaries i actually think the twin flame documentary holds up a really important mirror to people in the spiritual world Mm -hmm. of 
what is the strengths and here i'm talking binary to talk about mm. someone who's embedded in this but what are the strengths and weaknesses of really looking at things in a binary approach sure is that part of tarot yeah but you want to be really thoughtful about how you engage in that sure and even like when i'm just giving general like advice in the book mm-hmm. or if i'm doing like a tarot like i do a uh, tarot tuesday on instagram mm. i always pause and i think to myself what is the worst way that someone could read this oh sure. and really pausing and thinking is there anything wow. i'm saying that would cause someone to do or act in a way that wouldn't be responsible or positive or yeah. uplifting and really going through the book and making sure like everything is neutral so mm-hmm. that people can interpret and engage in it and they're not being um directed in odd ways absolutely i i really like that you know but when i would do tarot i would always put a card down to represent mm-hmm. like the like the person that i was uh, reading for yeah. so um you know and then it would be like a celtic cross kind of thing with that mm-hmm. but um i never thought about that i would always go okay you're a you're a man and you have this color hair and you have this color eyes yeah. then this is the card that represents you yes but i shouldn't have done that i should have been like what card do you feel represents or what's your energy you? yeah it's and it's interesting too you see a lot more gendering in like lenormand sure. uh, when you're doing that system but even with cards that, like right now, the deck that I have in front of me, and we have some tarot decks out, y'all. Oh, there's Definitely. like a table full of tarot decks. And we are going to get to the tarot yes, readings. We will. brought like 15 decks here. We, so. <laughs> there's a, uh, stop myself from making a little bit of a saucy <laughs> joke. Um, but like the deck I have in front of me is called Tarot of the Divine. And all the images are inspired by deities, folklore, and fairy tales from around the world. So, like, right now I'm looking at the Queen of Cups, which on a very traditional uh, Rider weight deck, illustrated by Pamela Coleman-Smith, it would have, like, a very kind of Euro-centric-looking mm-hmm. woman on it. Sure. And this has something completely different. Yeah. So, something that I really love that a lot of tarot artists are doing is really expanding decks in ways that are unique, mm-hmm. more inclusive, and I def I read a lot with like historical decks. I really like it, but there's also something really special about seeing yourself represented. Sure. And really, I think the last thing I really learned about the book is my appreciation for any tarot author, <laughs> no matter how much I read their book. I was like, eh, it was okay. Was so greatly increased. Yeah. Um. So and I I really made me feel connected to them in a very special way. Nice. So it was really lovely. Oh, that's great. Well, it's a great book. um, And here is the special treat. And we'll bring this up again. But there's treats. Yes. Snack attack. There's a there's a couple (laughs) treats. We're going to be bringing them out different times. But the first one is if you are a Patreon member, especially a VIP Patreon member, Jacob is going to join us for our February live recording. Mm -hmm. And he's going to get even deeper into this book. And he said he would read one card yeah, for everyone that comes. So if you wow. are not a Patreon member, this is the time to join us. Yeah. Um, if I'm you, thinking about joining. If you do, <laughs> if you if you join as a VIP, you can come to the live mm-hmm. um, and, and get your reading from Jacob and meet him. Um, it's all, you know, on, on the Zooms, you yeah. know, so all happy. Um, or if you just join in, you can listen to the episode once it comes out. And we also have a whole... Um, backlog catalog, back catalog. There it is for Ghostly X. Yeah. Lots of fun stuff. So, Absolutely. Um, so definitely consider joining. I mean, I'm a member. You are. Yes. Um, <laughs> I also think, especially with Patreon membership, because I know many people have Patreons for different artists and makers. I always say, like, give that next tier a shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're already at like a lower tier. Try it for a month or two. The worst, you, the worst you're going to lose is a little time and maybe three, five bucks. Mm-hmm. And what does that money go to? It's not going to a big evil corporation. It's going to a small and still very evil corporation of Pat and Rebecca. <laughs> um, but I do think about that. I'm like, you know what? If I spend an extra 10 bucks on this for a month, what did it do? It went to like help yeah. artists. I like do their art. And if I don't like it, yeah, I'll cancel. Well, and I will yeah. say this, and you know, I'm not trying to make this a promotion about our Patreon or anything like that. It's about the Dark Matters, not Dark Matters, the uh, Nightshade, <laughs> Nightshade Festival. It's about Nightshade. Yeah. Also, go see Dark Matters. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not about um, that for me. But it's every dollar that we get, we put back into Ghostly. Yeah, we, we don't, don't make money. <laughs> you know, we don't like live some lavish lifestyle or something like that because of Ghostly money. So no, like right now, poor Jacob is on a. A microphone that is, you know, yeah. it's okay. 
But we, yeah. we could do better. But I mean, <laughs> some of the Patreon money did go to pay for a slice of pizza for Jacob when that he came. That is true. It, it yeah. was delicious. And your yeah. butler was very nice when he well, me I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's ghostly, the butler. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good old chives. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it is time to get into the predictions by piece of this. All now, right. as I mentioned earlier, the idea for this episode and Jacob was game as always, mm-hmm. um, which is to talk about this uh, and how we can use tarot as a manifestation tool. So this was Pat's idea, correct? No, this was mine. Oh, my idea. goodness. I'm so sorry, Pat. It's please. a combination. No. It's a combo. Mm-hmm. It's a combo. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll say 80-20. Yeah. I came up with some <laughs> aspects of it that you're going to hear about, but um, yeah. yes, no, he. I don't have anything to add to this yeah. discussion. I just have the you're idea. Like, Let's go. You guys are bringing the content, not me. <laughs> so we should probably start by talking about like what what is manifestation because yes. it's a word you hear a lot now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And really, what manifestation is, you could argue it goes back to antiquity. You really kind of see it as it is now, starting early 1900s. But manifestation, it's this idea of personal growth and spirituality. And it's how we bring tangible things into our life through belief and attraction. And the way I often explain to people is, you if you want to find happiness in your life, you got two options. You can manifest something, or you can be happy with what you got. So <laughs> what manifesting is, and another way I'll explain this, especially to skeptical people, is it's, um, it's like spiritual goal setting. Mm. Like we're going to set goals. I like that. We're going to bring in that spiritual component. But with that, we're also bringing in a component of like the practical. Mm -hmm. You're not going to manifest a new car if you sit at home and don't go to work. (laughs) Right. That's... That's a little bit beyond. Yeah. There was someone that I used to listen to, and I don't want to bring up his name because people, people will know the name and people will think lesser of me for listening to him. But he always said is if you have a dream that you should do something each day to achieve that dream, however small it mm-hmm. is, even if it's just, you know, looking in the mirror or, you know, uh, giving yourself um, props for doing something or whatever it is, just something every single day to bring that dream into reality that it'll it'll happen but you need to help it exactly and i mean and i think it's this idea of like what does it look like to focus on our desires and maintaining that mindset that daily mindset and using that to really manifest your goals um i don't know if you ever saw my virtual show but in it i had something about self-fulfilling prophecies Mm. the idea that if you wake up one day and this is completely like scientific and you say i predict that I'm going to do this. A lot of people will do it. And there's a lot of science that says, well, is that mystical? Or is it just you're in the mindset? Yeah. You're putting yourself in the position. Mm-hmm. You're behaving I, differently. You're I totally your agree. actions. I totally agree. In fact, I used to do that the opposite way. Is like if you wake up and you say, this is an awful day, then that's the expectation of the day. And that's yeah. what, you know, you're, you're already setting it up for that. Well, and I, I think the thing is, who's ever woken up said it's going to be an awful day? Me. You're like, <laughs> he, present, <Yeah>. um, Patrick. <laughs> yeah. But if you wake up and you say, it's going to be a good day, and you have an okay breakfast, you're probably going to be off on the right track. Yeah, right. And when we use Tarot for Manifestation, it's really about using the cards to offer insight into those desires and how we want to achieve them. So it sure. acts as an ability for us to look inward, but also to kind of like gain ideas through archetype. Absolutely. Um, and I think the other thing I really like about Tarot for Manifestation is that it provides a physical representation. Mm-hmm. Mm. When I'm trying, a lot of times when I'll talk to people about manifestation, what they want, they're unclear about, and they're not doing any action towards it. Mm-hmm. So nothing's mm. going to happen. And uh, kind of an analogy I'll use is, it's like when you go to a restaurant, and you're like, I want a deep dish pizza, keeping this Chicago-based <laughs> listeners, <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to go to Lou Malnati's, I'm going to get a, a deep dish Not Lou. a sponsor, but they could not be. A, yes, we invite <laughs> all the Lou Malnati's dollar reduce. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's say you go there, and they're they're out of pizza. Oh. Well, you're still at Lou Malnati's, and you can still order something. They have else. good salads, though. Too. So you could do yeah. a salad. Maybe they're out of the like a deep dish. But you, the point is, like, you've set yourself up yeah. for that success. If you're hungry and you don't know what you want, and you end up at McDonald's, but really you wanted a steak, you're not going to be as happy. No. And you might go to the steakhouse and say, "Well, I didn't get prime rib, 
But, you know, I, I didn't get, get a happy meal, but I didn't get a happy meal. You know, I'm still <laughs> yeah. setting myself up mm-hmm. for where I need yeah. to be. So what we're going to do is we both have three different tarot decks. We, we do, do. Yes. We're each going to pick our tarot decks up and we're going to start shuffling. Okay. Ooh. And with tarot manifestation, there's a couple different ways you can do it. We can use the card as an ability to kind of um, spark intent. Being like, I want to manifest something, but like, what do I even want? And it's like, okay, well, let's use a tarot card to kind of figure that out. Okay. We can also think of something we're trying to manifest in our life and use the card to help provide us with guidance. Mm. So, Pat, Rebecca, is there anything that, and I'm going to do some ASMR shuffling, just like. <laughs> oh, thank Ooh. you for doing that because I can't do oh, that. that wonderful. So. Um, but is there something that you guys are trying to manifest? You're looking for inspiration. What kind of speaks to your spirit right now? I mean, a, a kidney would be nice. A kidney manifestation. <laughs> now, I always tell people I don't do medical as part of yeah. what I do. But for manifestation, yeah. we're not necessarily predicting. We're not necessarily making promises. But if you're up for it, I'd like to try it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So Pat is doing an intense, serious medical question. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. I, I'm I thinking about ice know. cream right now. Um, you know what? This summer, I'm actually um, going to... I will be um, in Italy for the month of June. I don't know if I mentioned Whoa, this to you. Oh, really? Right? <laughs> Just no. I told the butler. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to pull a card on how to manifest in the planning so in manifestation like i said earlier it's good to be specific Mm -hmm. so not just what will make the trip fun but i'm kind of in the planning phase Mm. i'm doing a lot of duolingo right now which is actually a lot of fun um so i'm gonna pull a card to kind of what can i do to manifest the best oh one just jumped out at you and i'm gonna take this card too um because i actually referenced this card earlier it's not that that would have popped out okay um about how can I manifest the best planning possible. Yeah. So you're looking for some manifestation on a kidney. I'm looking for one on planning. Rebecca, what kind of speaks to your spirit? So I'm trying to decide, should I do something that's ghostly or are we going to do something separate for ghostly or should I do something personal? Ooh, why don't we do personal? And then what we're going to do is we're actually going to pick a card for our ghostly listeners too. All right. But, oh, you mean like for... Oh. Like the podcast. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I want to manifest more help for Ghostly. More help. Okay. <laughs> Tell me more about that. Hold on. Let's take a break before we get oh, to this. Oh, we're taking, yeah. yeah all right. Okay. Quick break. Okay. Okay. We're back. Okay. So you're talking about help. Help. So what does yeah, that mean? Like, I feel like. Sorry, listeners, but I just to to pull behind the curtain a little bit. But, you know, it's just Pat and I and we do a lot. And I feel like we've been trying to figure out, like, what's the best thing for us as Mm -hmm. far as like, you know, someone that could help with like marketing or um, PR or whatever. And I just don't know the best route to like, so I want to find a person or an app or a something yeah. that can help us grow ghostly. Okay. I love that. Affordably. So, affordably. affordably. <laughs> yes. But I, I like that you talk that you got really specific in the idea of external help. Yes. Sometimes we need help from within ourselves. Right. And you talked about people, but even willing to be virtual with that. I mean, there's yes. lots of great digital tools. So let's all pull our cards. Okay. All right. All right. And oh, Pat, do you want to go first? Um, sure. I so I wanted uh, I I want a kidney. You know. Well, first too, you have the traditional. I have the Rider weight deck, right? Uh, With what is it? The it's the uh, 1909 back production. Okay, yeah, yeah, which is beautiful. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, and I pulled the Ace of Swords. Okay, so Pat, I know that you've read Terra before. Yeah. Any immediate reactions to that card before I dig into well, it? Well, first of all, the placement of the card, you know, to me is like pointing at me with the big old sword. Yes. Where my kidney would probably go, yes. I'm imagining. So I, I'm i thinking this is a very positive sign for mm-hmm. me. No. Um, What's tricky with tarot when we're manifesting is it's not always predictive. So if yeah. you're doing predictive tarot, I'd be like, oh, I, uh, I see we're cutting into you sure, or something. Sure, sure. But swords are, there's two elements that come with swords. Mm-hmm. Um, both intellect and communication. And when we see aces, it's the beginning of the essence of. Yeah. So 
I guess my question for you is when you're trying to manifest this, this next step for yourself, what kind of communication channels do you want to continue going through? Are there new ones you've been thinking about? How can you manifest strong communication? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, so my first thought with that would be like, you know, do I take out an ad maybe and say, Hey yeah. guys, I'm looking for a kidney, you know? Um, or, do I, you know, continue just telling my friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that? And hopefully somebody um, decides that they want to do yeah. something like that. Or do I just, you know, wait and see yeah. what happens? I mean, you know, I feel like with swords, there's definitely the sense of how do I communicate? But also like, yeah. how do I use my mind at its best? Sure. I think even right now, us just talking about on a podcast. I'm sure there's people who've heard you talk about this before, but probably a handful of people who've never heard it. Yeah. So just the fact that we're talking about it right now, in essence, you are manifesting it. Yeah. Um, there's no way that someone can give you something if they don't know you exist or that you want it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yep. I think it just speaks to thinking about how do I want to keep communicating? How do I want to stay sharp towards this? Yeah. And how do I want to really be smart about how I'm using my time? Sure. Because um, I'd also imagine it's easy to get into a place where, you know, it's like the doom scrolling at 2 a.m. And it's like, well, how do I want to be effective? Yeah. So I like and, that. And time, yeah. is a, time is at a premium for me. I mean, obviously, I... I mean, I, I work a normal job, mm-hmm. you know, that's 40 hours a week. And, you know, then I go to dialysis 12 hours a yeah. week. And then, you know, it's like there's a lot going on with that. So time is time is a premium. So yeah. I would, you know, want to be able to think intelligently about this. Yeah. And, yeah. and I love that. I love that you talk about like your time. It's 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 at this premium right now. Yeah. Not only like your daily time, but also the fact that once this happens for you, it's going to be transformative. It's going to give you gonna more be, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's part of how we could use it to manifest. Yeah. With the one I pulled, which was just kind of how can I best plan? I got the Queen of Cups. Now, Ooh. the Queen of Cups within this deck, it actually shows um, it's a figure from Nigeria called Yemoja. And I want to just read a little bit out of the book on this because it's not a deity that I'm super familiar with. So I want to go to a source to to really honor that, which is the Queen of Cups represents the surface of the subconscious, which I would agree with. Um, It's a very emotional card. Mm. The goddess um, Yumoja connects those on land to the depth of the spiritual plane. She is mysterious, but also a kind and caring mother. So when I see this card, especially when I see matriarchal figures in tarot, a question is always like nurturing. How do I nurture? Mm. How do I bring something into reality? There's also this interesting connection between the spiritual and land. And I think for me, there's a thought of both, um, what are some of the practical things that need to happen? Mm -hmm. Train tickets, Mm -hmm. but also with the really kind of special, magical, kind of more harder to define things. Also the card, because it has so much aquatic imagery, um, that's something I also want to really kind of tap into. I was recently doing some planning for when we're going to be on the Amalfi Coast. And mm. I think this is kind of saying, make sure that you kind of like where that is. Or like we're going to Venice and thinking about how do I want to plan Venice? How do yeah. I want to make that happen? Because, I mean, you're going to go there and that might be the only time in your life that you're going to get to go there. And yeah. Generations that come will probably not be able to. Well, especially with Venice. I mean, yeah. we are not a Venetian podcast yeah. yet. Growth mindset. <laughs> um, Venetia. But, Venetia. <laughs> Vincenza. But um, there's this feeling of like, if I'm going to be there for this time, how do I want to make the most of it? Yeah. So I think for me, this is saying refocus on areas that are water-based and also really think about that balance of not just planning the really practical stuff or the really emotional kind of fun stuff, but really bringing it together. Yeah. When I, oh, yes. Can I just say one thing about no, your please. card? When I think of water, I think of spiritual. I think yes. of like a spiritual change or something like that. So having that much water in it, I, mm. I think you're going to have some kind of spiritual enlightenment when you're there. You know, I actually am going to, there's, so the first paradox are from Italy uh-huh. and the oldest one we have um, is it's the deck is in kind of two places. One is in New York and the other is in this town outside of, um, is it outside of Milan? And when mm. we're in Milan, we're going to go visit that museum and I'm going to get to see like wow. the oldest tarot deck we know of. That's amazing. Which I think hopefully will be really amazing. I think yeah. so. Um, but I, I love the connection you made with the spiritual because I also think when you're planning something, even something as like fun as a trip, 
it's easy to make it feel kind of businessy and boring and like let's yeah. just get all the details and it kind of says no stay in focus this is supposed to be a, a spiritual a fun a loving a caring experience absolutely so definitely something to tap into nice what about you rebecca what card did you get all right so i love this card i don't know what it is but i just do it's called the furnace so <laughs> the furnace the, the can I, should i describe the <laughs> yes card? can you describe it okay so it's to me it seems hawaiian like i don't know what it's from but like basically it's like um you know those masks yeah right okay so but it's like a vase and mm-hmm. there's a guy you can see into the vase it's almost like a big mouth right mm-hmm. and then there's a nose and eyes but there's a guy in the mouth stoking the flames that's me that's me the with the mouth flames yes. are coming out <laughs> of the top of the vase wow. yes. i guess we'll say and then they're kind of dripping down oh. on the sides it's it's a really intense card. So it the is. deck yeah. we're using for this is the Mike Wilcox Tarot and Oracle deck. The Furnace is not a traditional tarot card. No. Um, and I think something that's been really special with kind of a lot of modern tarot writing and artistry is the expansion and adjustment mm-hmm. of the deck. So I can't remember if... The, the version I have, it was a limited run. When he defines the furnace, when he talks about energetic meanings, he brings up transmutation, expression, fuel, patience, and right action. And then he provides a full essay about the card. But thinking about that goal of that manifestation, we need help. We want help. When you hear transmutation, what does that mean for you in relation to what you're trying to manifest? That's a great question. <laughs> Like, Not to put you on the spot. I'm so no, sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, when I think of transmutation, I guess I think of that as like taking something that was one thing and making it another. Yeah. So maybe somebody that isn't traditional, mm. like something that maybe this isn't traditionally what most people use. I love that. But mm. make turning it into that or, well, you know, I don't know. I, what I like about that is it opens you up to new opportunities. So I think a lot of times right. when people want help in production like something like a podcast they might think well let's hire an intern let's get someone who specializes in this and all those things are very valid yeah and valuable mm-hmm. but because you even talked about when you were kind of like discussing the manifestation of well maybe it's like a program you know for me this could be the implementation of ai this could be upgrading a membership to mm. a subscription you already have mm-hmm. like if you have canva doing canva pro I love Canva Pro. I love Canva Pro. Oh, yeah, so we good. do have Canva Pro. Um, um, yeah, or or like I'm saying, or like or even partnering with someone who doesn't traditionally yeah. work with mm-hmm. podcasts. You know what I mean? It's I don't know. There's just there's something to think about there. I think also the imagery of stoking the fire. It almost feels like you know that's something you do when you're ready to kind of get things really yeah. like rollicking. Yeah, so and we're close. Exactly. Yeah. I think it says we kind of have everything we need, but if you were to see this card, and we're going to take a photo of all these cards, yes. they'll be on our social medias uh, channel, so check out Ghostly Podcast on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, myself on Instagram, at Mayfield Magic, and also the Ghostly Facebook group. Yeah. Yes. Ghostly um, Society. Yes. Go- thank you so much. <laughs> um, but I almost get a sense of we're ready. We just need someone to kind of like... Yes. Help it, us stoke the fire. Like literally. We need like, someone to just like take this stick and like prod us a little bit. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I like it because I also think not only does it speak of non-traditional, but when you're talking about help, you're at first you're like, well, maybe this or this. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now your direction with the energy is much clearer of we we have it. We just need someone to almost like antagonize mm-hmm. it out of mm, us. There you go. I like that. Um, we do have a fourth well we we have a bunch of tarot decks on the table right now uh, but <laughs> a fourth tarot deck and we're gonna pull a card for our listeners yes and this is a very shiny deck it's super shiny super it's called shiny. the mystic mondays deck Ooh. it's v- a very popular tarot deck i'll be honest it's not one that i use a whole lot professionally i could um, see that just because it's it, it's just not quite my style it's a great deck it Quality. looks like it's from the future it does it look is, like <laughs> which yeah. For predictions, oh yeah, that's pretty future. I mean, <laughs> you know? um, it came but, from the future to tell us. <laughs> I mean, that that does feel like yeah. yeah. Um, so what we're gonna do is I'm gonna pull a card, and it's really I'm not quite sure what's gonna happen. Yeah, mm. but we're about to find out. So everyone, bu- everybody, be thinking up. about what you want to manifest. And if you're driving, I hope you're already buckled up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have the six of swords. Ooh, Ooh. Oh, interesting. You know, I think for our listeners... I get scared of swords. Why do you get scared of swords? Tell me more. Well, because they're like... Pointy? Pointy. And they're like <laughs> And problems. there are two sides to them. Yes. Mm. Um, 
and they're sharp. And for me, because I do want to, I don't want to go too deep into this card. Because once again, like in the book, I wanted this to feel applicable mm-hmm. to whatever you're trying to manifest in your life. But it's interesting because both your reactions were kind of like sharp, a little pointy. I would almost just suggest to all of our listeners, if there's something you want to manifest, face some of the challenges head on. Mm. Some of the sharp, some of the pointy, mm. some of the things that might might feel a little dangerous. And I don't mean that in a way that... Be the would, change. Yeah, that you would engage in something like yeah. um, mm-hmm. dangerous. But more of a sense of, yeah, like, yeah. I want to take it head on. Yeah. Um, so if you've been looking to start something, manifest something, I hope that you that this is a message that finds you, that allows you that little extra boost to make your dreams come true. I like that idea. Face yeah. your face the challenges and you'll be able to achieve what you want yeah. to achieve. I love it. And I love the idea of your book, you know, because a lot of the things I, I can relate to from mm-hmm. from the pagan side because yeah. like I, I don't know if I ever told either of you this, but I used to do tarot spells. Oh. I used to take cards from the tarot deck, and mm-hmm. first of all, I, I did a whole ritual once uh, involving it. I was by myself, um, so I had representation of the god and goddess. Yeah, I just picked out cards that I felt represented them, and all the elements. You know, um, you know your wind, your air, your mm-hmm. earth. You know, water, and I just had cards that represented it, and did yeah. like a whole ritual based upon just the cards because. Mm-hmm. What it does is like when you're doing a spell in 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 witchcraft, you know, mm-hmm. it's actually more symbolic than anything else. It's the symbols that that you see that help you manifest these kind of things. Yeah. So I really relate to that in a different kind of way. You yeah. Know? You know, I like that you talked about and we spoke about this a little earlier with the manifestation. Having something physical yeah. is so impactful for people. Yeah. I know so many people I work with where they'll take a tarot card and they'll take a picture of it. It'll be the wallpaper on their phone. Oh. They'll put I it love on it. their desk. Mm. Um and it, there's just something about seeing it. Yeah. That's really strong. And even once again, I think in a really mystical way, the cards can produce a lot of power, a lot of symbolism. They can really manifest things yeah. that are very magical in our lives. But even in the most mundane way, having that visual reminder is so impactful for people. That's and interesting. There's, there's a lot to be found with that. Um, something else, you talked about tarot spells. Something else we're going to put into the ghostly Patreon is something that I really like to do with tarot is tarot meditation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I have a pre-recorded tarot meditation that I'll use with some of my students. I have, I'm currently in the process of sharing it with Pat and Rebecca, and they're going to put uh-huh. it in the Patreon for we anyone who are. wants to try. Now, so when someone does a tarot, me- just what would they need mm-hmm. with them before listening? Oh, good question. So a tarot meditation can look a lot of different ways. The way this one is designed is you select a card, and then it guides you through that. It's a guided gotcha. meditation. Okay. If you don't have a tarot deck... Go online and just type in tarot generator random oh. and just pick oh. a card. Okay. Using an actual deck, I, I for me, like that's that's the premium yeah. experience. <laughs> but if you're sitting there and you're like, I just want to try this, I don't know if maybe like right now getting a tarot deck, like it's not mm-hmm. quite in my budget, go for it. Well, Give you it know what would be the so that I would say would be the standard. The premium then would be yeah. to have a book with oh. you. Oh, Hello. <laughs> that 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 takes you on an odyssey of tarot. If you will. A tarot odyssey. If tarot you will. odyssey, yeah. <laughs> and where could we find your books, by the way? Great question. The easiest way to find my book is on Amazon. And in the show notes, we'll include a link so Absolutely. you can check it out. Um, and yeah, so I, I hope that I can help guide you on your tarot odyssey. There you go. <laughs> um, so we have two, two more things. Mm-hmm. You were going to talk about uh, something that you do yes. to help with manifesting. I want to talk about the journaling just really briefly. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll end with the fun. Perfect. Okay. So one thing I did want to just talk about with manifesting is journaling. Now, I will admit... Not that journaling isn't fun. Sorry. I, I'll admit, like, <laughs> I am... I And some people I work with, they love journaling so much. Yeah. It is not my cup of tea. I am... Very it's, poor at it. There's a new thing on the iPhone where you can yes, uh, I, actually I, reminds you to journal. What? I'm yeah. going to try oh. it. We'll see. Yeah. And, and it actually stuff. gives you suggestions on what to journal, too. Oh, cool. Which that's what I need whenever I'm journaling. Like I could journal, but I don't have the ideas to keep it and going. Pull a tarot card. I should, yeah. yeah. And a, a lot of people, so people use it for traditional journaling, just a, yeah. I need an idea. They pull a tarot card and it inspires them. But also, 
when you're manifesting, journaling about it, writing it down, it helps you get into the mindset. It helps you realize it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like I know there are people who, and to be clear, I'm not a therapist. I, that is not my service. <laughs> but I know people who are like a therapist who will say, I want you to write about this. Mm-hmm. Write me a paragraph. Write me a page. Not because they're sadistic and want people to feel like they're in high school, <laughs> but more of a sit down and kind of work through it. So when I you like journal it. with a tarot card, it's a great way to learn about it. It's a great way to manifest. Something I do in tarot journaling is, and I'm very bad at this, is I'll draw the tarot card. Um, I'm not wow. good at that. I love it. <laughs> um, but that has to connect you to that card a yes, lot. Yeah. Because it's something that I'm not good at. Yeah. So for me, if you're a great artist, I'm sure that there'd be a different depth to that experience. Sure, sure. But for me, it makes me pause and say, oh, you know, what's this element of this card that's really important to me? Yeah. And does the product always look great? Uh, well, but also you're looking at every inch of the card then when yes. you're when you're doing that. So yes. you well, might pick up on something that you never saw before. Oh, 100%. And especially when I'm doing an event where I'm doing a lot of really quick readings, mm-hmm. sometimes it's easy to kind of gloss over the card sometimes. Sure. I look at them all day. But if I'm sitting down to really draw something, I'm looking like even with the Ace of Swords, Mm -hmm. the symbols to the right and left of the blade. And if you want to see what we're talking about, check it out on our social media. That is interpreted in very different ways. It's not a symbol I often click into. But even just looking at it now, thinking about it, I'm like, you know who really goes into that? Well, oh, I'm going to check their book. Oh, I want to see what's going on with that. Mm. So it really lets you kind of dig a little bit deeper and i i will tease this it's we don't have an official out date yet but i am working on a companion journal Oh, um, which really just guides you through it and you have to draw yes there's a little bit and i like i said it's there are times in our life where it's product based but this is process over product Mm -hmm. um so hopefully that will be coming out and definitely, you know, just keep an uh, eye on social media mm-hmm. and I'll make sure to let Pat and Rebecca know. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait. All right. So we have one last little fun thing. So mm-hmm. a friend of mine for Christmas, because she knows that I do like tarot, mm-hmm. gave me a deck called the Horror Oracle. Mm-hmm. The Horror, Horror Oracle. Oracle. The it's Rural Juror. <laughs> <laughs> so it's classic horror oracle so it's like classic horror movies like Mm -hmm. frankenstein or whatever um and so it's not at all like traditional tarot deck which we've been seeing Mm -hmm. um so um this is going to be you know for all of us okay right for the year another the kind of fun a little different uh so jake (gasps) why don't you pick a card oh my goodness okay i got it okay what did you pick i got twins and we'll take a picture but it looks like the twins from the shining yes it does yeah oh that's fantastic definitely it's an homage to the the shining oh yeah so kind of what i'm seeing is you can see some of that iconic carpet you see the two twins in the background you can see jack nicholson you can see shelly duvall um and it definitely has it's actually a really cool interpretation because the color it is yeah what i would normally associate with that film but it's actually very tasteful it's very like their faces have like some kind of color to them yeah it's it's a little abstracted yeah yeah um or impressionistic which i'm sure there's someone who's like in like a like a doctorate in art who's like what are you saying (laughs) You're, you're doing this so wrong yeah um but it is it's you know it's so funny that is um i was doing some writing the other day mm-hmm. and i was putting on the soundtrack for the shining because i was uh-huh. writing um a ghost story i was doing some horror Ooh. horror writing yeah you have to uh, make sure you say that carefully you gotta, <laughs> wait this doesn't need to be an explicit podcast no, it's okay not, it's not. um but it, it's so interesting because there's so many things about that film that whether you love it or hate it it's it's an evocative oh yeah film. oh yeah and i think whether you love it or hate it i i don't know many people who would say it's a bad movie so this is kind of interesting yeah, sorry I, it's taking me forever to like i have to it's go a, through each it's page. a tiny book no you're doing um, great but there's things like it or the blair mm. witch project or wow. poltergeist rosemary's baby i even just saw get out oh so that's pretty modern it is however i'm not seeing the twins no it is fine and Something so else we're gonna find it. <laughs> just to talk about too is oh, let me see it for the back design of all these decks are very unique. Yes. So 
what's really kind of interesting with the back design of the horror oracle deck is you see two kind of goat figures i think kind of as like an homage to like almost like a, a baphomet type oh yeah maybe definitely, yeah. um you see some skulls once again a very kind of i don't know the uh for me the uh, composure of the image is kind of modern kind of traditional and yeah. two back decks two deck backs i think are really cool are the one that you have the tarot 1909 it's it's really cool it's the original printing okay and i've always wanted to do this design as like a wallpaper i love it house um and then it's it's floral though so i mean i i probably would stay away from it but i love the way it looks on the cards you know for wallpaper i don't i don't know if i do a whole room maybe like like an accent wall. Like an accent wall? Yeah. Listen, we'll keep you posted. Yeah. All right. Um, and then Rebecca's, the Mike Wilcox Tarot Oracle deck. It really cool back. Also, they this is this really nice kind of gold edge to it. That is um, so cool. It's really like... It's fancy. Luxurious yeah. looking. And Mike Wilcox is such an amazing artist. You can check him out on Instagram, on his website. And he sells not only tarot decks, but also a lot of prints, a lot of artwork. Oh, cool. In a very cool design. Um. So yeah, a lot of cool things. To oh, say. I love the back of the the deck that I use. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Found it finally. <laughs> no worries. You would think it'd be like alphabetical or something. It no. is not. Uh, okay. So this is obviously from The Shining, yeah. right? The twins, as you said. Um, and it says, "Come play with us." Is a little oh. quote. Okay. So it says, "Consider the space you are inhabiting and the effect it has on you and others." Ooh. Mm. Good energy may be neutrally arrived at, or the result of effort. Good energy may be neutrally arrived at or the result of effort. Bad energy may be inbuilt, a curse deeper than a hexed carpet pattern. There are two ways to approach most situations, related but individual. The solution need not be as dull as all one or all the other. Hmm. Interesting. Consider the space you are inhabiting and the effect it has on you and others. It seems like there's a lot. Like this is there's one of those a things, lot like, going you could on pick in that one, one of those areas. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That unlike uh, you know, this is I think always something. Um, it gives an upright versus reverse. Yes. So upright is emphasize work. Reversed mm. emphasize play. So which one did you? Pick? I don't. Remember. I, I thought it was okay. Upright. I think upright, it was yeah. upright. So emphasize work. I should have filmed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting talking about taking space because when I also yeah. think about like film, like mm-hmm. themes of that film, mm-hmm. yeah. space, like the hotel is very much a character. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and there's so much physical space, but also you can also feel really tight at times. It is, yeah. Because I mean, if you're in a hotel and you're going to be staying there for the mm-hmm. winter or whatever, you're not going to want to go to every single room. You're going to no. want to like, you're going to want to have one little section of it yeah. for yourself. So even though it's huge. You're going to probably you know, bunker down into one little small area. It's a weird distance. It's like people who live in um, manor homes. Yeah. They often don't really, uh, in, in modern people who live in like these huge estates, they don't often like live throughout the whole one. They kind of yeah. bunker down into a section of it. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, I mean, unless you have the Win- Winchester Mystery House or something. In like which case, that. you just get lost. I mean, have it's kind have of lost you ever section. been there? I have not. I've been there. Yeah. <gasps> I'm the only one out of the three of us that's been there. and it's, I've seen it from the outside. It's really cool. Actually, I have a really interesting Winchester House antique. Really? But I will say nothing more of it on the air. Ooh. No, I'm kidding. I hate when people do that. <laughs> um, it's a vintage uh, felt pennant. Wow. From like uh, the 50s. Like so would to souvenirs. My, my big story is mm-hmm. that when I went there, I was buying you know souvenirs for people that I worked with. Of course. And so I found a um, like a like a pocket knife. Oh. And there was a guy that I knew that was an ex-cop. And I was mm-hmm. like, this would be perfect for him. It was a buck knife, you know, like mm-hmm. those buck ones. Yeah. And I gave it to him. And I was like, you know, I bought this at the the Winchester Mystery House. And it said Winchester on it and yeah. everything. It was really great. And the next day, he came to me laughing. He's like, you know what? It's it's made in China. Yeah. I was like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> just brought down the whole thing. It doesn't feel as mysterious no. as it's made in China. Exactly, it. yeah. Um. That's such an interesting home. And if you want to learn more about its history from a very kind of real place, Colin Dickey's book, um, I think it's Haunted America or Ghostlands. Oh. I think I got you Ghostlands, actually. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. There's this great chapter where they talk about kind of the history of that house going from um, Sarah Winchester wanting to like more or less 
keep a local economy thriving to it later being bought up by someone who owned like an amusement park and it being turned into a tourist attraction which totally is on the one hand feels really kind of like sad and awful yeah however i do feel like she wanted to create something that would help keep that local economy supported yeah and it kind of does that now well and it's going to be there forever if people keep visiting it so and it will keep that economy going i mean her views on spiritualism are pretty debated and yeah so that component of it i'm not as i don't feel as positively about but i think there's some interesting there's something interesting about this idea that this woman was like just keep building to keep jobs going (laughs) and what has it done it's created lots of jobs for people yeah it has so you you can also listen to the ghostly episode on the winchester oh my goodness yeah do it now many years ago (laughs) (laughs) well i want to thank you jacob Mm -hmm. for coming on the show and um i can't wait to uh dive more into your book uh rebecca has read a lot of it i have not had a chance to my copy comes tuesday so Ah! Yeah, I'm really excited to to uh, dive into it, though. All right. Thank you, and, um, I really appreciate it, and we look forward to having you on next um, next month for the Ghostly Live stream. Oh, yes, I can't wait, and I can't wait to pull some cards for some of your Patreons. I think it's going to be, be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, so recapping, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, everybody go by Tarot Odyssey. We'll make mm-hmm. sure that we share the link on our socials or go to Amazon, search it. It'll be there. We'll I did the that. It was very easy. We'll have it in the show notes. Um, also, go check out our social medias to see all the cards that we pulled today for ourselves and for you. Um, and come back in February. We will be back. We've got some awesome uh, episodes on deck. We've got um, Disney Finally. <laughs> Finally. Um, and uh, and then again, join the Patreon. Disney himself. Disney Walt, himself. Walt Disney. Walt Disney. Not Disney the location. Or, right. right. Yeah. We could. Well, there's. Yeah. There's so yeah. much. I'm, there's so much. Oh, there I'm is, excited. There yeah. is haunted Disney World, too. There yeah. is also that. Yeah. But this is, yeah, the man. We're going to start with Walt. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, and yeah. So come back in February. Join Patreon. Follow us on socials. All the things. All right. Awesome. Until next time, stay ghostly. Bye. Bye.